Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Oh, by the way, we have a billboard. If you're on Route 30 heading east in Greensburg, right before the 119 exit, look to the left. We have five different billboards. They come on every seven seconds or something like that. So see if you can um, see them. Or you can look on the Facebook page. We have pictures on our Facebook page. Herbs to Your Health is in Greensburg, 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. And our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. You can place an order. You can uh, read testimonials on the website. And you can send me a message. You know, I hear stories from people other than people who are customers here. And this was a story uh, someone told me about a pancreatic cancer patient of allopathic medicine whose doctor recommended an enzyme, a pharmaceutical enzyme. It was $3,200 a month. And I said, oh my goodness, a bottle of food enzymes is like $30 or something, under $30. Um, anyway, <clears throat> we, we all need digestive enzymes. We all, if you're past the age of 30, and even if you're under 30 and you have a lot of stress, you need digestive enzymes. In the natural health world, I've heard for 40 years, uh, you are what you eat. And common sense says that proper nutrition is one of the foundations of good health. Now that's a whole nother topic of discussion because <clears throat> when I talk about proper nutrition to people um, and they think in their minds, oh yes, well, I, I eat properly and they don't. Anyway, um, it's uh, I'm talking about an organic, plant-based diet. However, if you eat the best quality food, it won't do your body any good if you can't digest it. So I don't think you are what you eat. I think you are what you can digest and assimilate. So if you suffer from deficiencies of enzymes or hydrochloric acid, that prevents breaking the food down into the nutrients that your body needs. So if you have um, burping or gas after you eat or um, an upset stomach or feeling better when you don't eat or feeling sleepy after meals, I had a friend um, you know, in, in college, you go out for pancakes. And we would go out to breakfast for pancakes, and she would literally fall asleep at the table. So she was not digesting carbohydrates. Anyway, if you have anything like that, um, just an upset stomach, you may have a deficiency of enzymes or hydrochloric acid. 
The life and health of every living thing depends on enzymes. You can think of enzymes as tiny engines of life performing thousands of essential tasks that keep you alive. The blueprints for building enzymes are found in your DNA. And if you have not had a vaccine, or what, what they're calling a vaccine, um, you have not altered your DNA. Reading the DNA code, your body synthesizes over 3,000 different enzymes by assembling long strings of amino acids that form three-dimensional structures. These structures have the ability to combine substances or take them apart. And so they give you what your body needs and break down and eliminate what your body doesn't need. All living things contain enzymes and those found in plants have nutritional and health benefits. If you eat say 70 or 80 percent of your food raw, it contains live enzymes and they're destroyed when food is cooked. So if you uh, don't eat 70 to 80 percent of your diet raw, uh, you need enzymes. And, and who does? I knew a guy who lived on the top of a mountain and drank pure water, ate only raw foods, and had zero stress, and he looked so young for his age, um, but he did not uh, interact with other people, so that's what he thought he had to do. Anyway, if you, if you drink a smoothie in the morning of nature's harvest or in form with um, your frozen organic berries that's one-third of your food raw so that's pretty good start um, enzyme rich foods tend to be easier to digest so if you have any kind of digestive issues raw foods or nature's harvest we just got a good supply of nature's harvest in and it it's a big seller at here at Herbs to Your Health. Anyway, <clears throat> just imagine when you eat, uh, digestion begins in your mouth. So your mouth and your stomach and your pancreas and your enzymes, intestines, secrete enzymes and other substances to break down the food we eat. Digestion begins in the mouth when you chew Saliva contains a starch digesting enzyme which acts in the alkaline environment of saliva to break down starches into simple sugars. Then the stomach secretes hydrochloric acid and pepsin. Pepsin works in an, in an acid environment. And of course, of course, hydrochloric acid is very acidic. In addition to initiating protein digestion, hydrochloric acid prepares minerals like zinc, calcium, and iron for absorption. Without adequate stomach acid, you can't absorb these minerals. Also, hydrochloric acid is our first line of defense against harmful bacteria because it not only knocks it down, but it prevents growth in the small intestines. When food enters the small intestine, pancreatic enzymes and bile salts are secreted. This changes the pH back to an alkaline environment, 
Bile makes fats in food, water soluble so they can be digested and absorbed. Insufficient bile production can result in nausea or indigestion. Enzymes from the pancreas finish the process of protein digestion. And pancreatic enzymes also break fats down into fatty acids and glycerin. They also break down starches not broken down by the saliva into complex sugars. Enzymes are also secreted by the small intestines. This um, includes enzymes that, that break um, sucrose down or glucose, well, sucrose from honey into glucose and fructose. In addition to digestive enzymes, we also, our bodies produce thousands of metabolic enzymes, which take sugars, fatty acids, amino acids, and reassemble them into hormones, neurotransmitters, cell membranes, and other components the body needs. One of my favorite plant enzyme supplements is called Proactizyme, and it contains protease and peptidase for breaking down proteins, amylase and glucoamylase for digesting starches, and lipase for digesting fats. It also contains the sugar digesting enzymes, invertase, and a few other ones, which inhibit bacterial fermentation in the small intestines and reduce sugar cravings. Um, a good plant enzyme supplement like Proactizyme will also contain cellulase and hemicellulose, which break down plant fibers. This inhibits fermentation and gas. Another important ingredient breaks down um, enzymes found in grains and other seed foods, making them easier to digest. If you take this before you eat, it will help you digest your food and take the stress off your digestive system. Uh, <clears throat> so I wanna tell you about Dr. John Beard was a um, professor at the University of Edinburgh. In 1902, he wrote an article for the British Medical Journal called The Lancet, <clears throat> proposing that an enzyme from the pancreas could be a defense against cancer and used as a cancer treatment. Um, so with his support, there were other physicians in the early 20th century who began to use enzymes to treat their patients with cancer, successfully, I might add. But he died in 1924 and the practice of using enzymes in the treatment of cancer faded away. Then a doctor from Texas discovered Dr. Beard's work and used it for himself and his wife or girlfriend, significant other. Um, <clears throat> and many others took on Dr. Beard's protocol and it became adapted and known as the Kelly Enzyme Protocol, named after Dr. Kelly in the 1980s. Well, that was before that. And then in the 1980s, Dr. Kelly and Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez kind of got together 
And then Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez published a book about Dr. Kelly's treatment of cancer with enzymes. And the, and the book is entitled One Man Alone, an Investigation into Cancer and William Donald Kelly. I think Dr. Kelly was actually a dentist. But anyway, in this book, he reviewed approximately 10,000 of Dr. Kelly's records and interviewed and evaluated over 500 patients diagnosed with cancer. And then he discussed in detail the patients who experienced long-term survival and apparent regression of disease after using Dr. Kelly's regimen. So there are, the bottom line is there are four fascinating theories of enzymes and treatments and cancer. Uh, the first one is, well, this is just a some brief synopsis, but enzymes promote cytokine production, including interferon, and what are cytokines? They're what we kind of want to avoid um, when we people get the flu, a, a cytokine storm. Well, they're, they're helpful. They're chemical messengers that help cells in the immune system communicate with each other. So they're essential for immune function, but we want them to, controlled. They play a role in fighting cancer cells Interferon is a type of cytokine released when there's a pathogen around or numerous pathogens, whether it's viruses, bacteria, or tumor cells. It activates immune cells known as macrophages, big eaters, that are able to clear away stuff the body doesn't want, like cancer cells. Um, so, Enzymes also improve the potency of white blood cells, which are, again, the macrophages and natural killer cells. White blood cells are often what people refer to when they're talking about cells of the immune system. They're responsible for keeping us healthy by fighting off foreign invaders. And also, enzymes break down fibrin, a protein that may mask cancer cells, that's how they hide from the immune system. So the theory is that cancer cells uh, cover themselves in a coat of protein called fibrin, and then it's, they're smart, of course, um, but enzymes break down the fibrin, and then once the disguise is removed, the cells of the immune system identify the rogue abnormal cells and clear them from the body. So I'm not saying that um, enzymes can cure cancer. I'm just saying let's all take our enzymes to give ourselves um, a fighting chance at growing old without aging and adding years to our lives and life to our years. Gastro Health is a really great supplement. It relieves inflamed tissues um, if, if or ulcers developing from the H. pylori bacteria. But you know, if it's gonna get rid of the H. pylori bacteria, it's gonna get rid of a lot of other bacteria. So if, you, if your stomach hurts so badly that and you can't take enzymes. I, I've run across some people, not many, 
but once we get the stomach healed and you know you can grow a new stomach lining in about a week so when people go around with um, eating taking eating tums or taking the purple pill and by the way if you watch um, some any kind of TV that's you know the higher numbers on the channels they they do ads for people who have uh, who have gotten cancer from taking purple pills I think that's what they are so but they still advertise them so maybe people don't watch those other channels and they only watch the uh, mainstream channels that tell you to take them anyway just my rule of thumb is don't do anything TV tells you to do. It's not in your best interest. Think for, let's all think for ourselves. Uh, so gastro health is a, is a great um, supplement too. Enzymes are therapeutically useful for a wide range of illnesses. Um, protease which is a protein digesting enzyme, is an important aid to eliminating parasites and helping the body fight cancer or autoimmune disease or allergies, both respiratory and digestive or chronic sinus problems or mood problems. Um, good digestion is the foundation of good health. That's why enzymes are the most important thing I think you could take. Uh, so back to the plant-based organic diet. Even if you eat 100% of that, and who does? That does not get you off the hook for taking supplements. Um, so you, you might think I, um, I must be getting all the nutrients and minerals I need. Unfortunately, probably not. You know, this wasn't always true. In the 1950s, I would say it probably wasn't. Anything beyond that, it started going downhill because commercial processing and modern agriculture have led to soils that are depleted of valuable nutrients. In fact, mineral depletion in the United States is as high as 85%. Yes, including organic produce. Uh, of course, it's important to get as many nutrients as possible from real whole foods, but mineral supplementation and, and vitamin supplementation is necessary for almost everyone. The thing is, getting enough of all the minerals you need is critical for excellent health. And certainly if you have ongoing conditions or chronic diseases, you really you need way more than someone who doesn't have any chronic diseases so please come to herbs to your health and get ionic minerals it's a liquid mineral it's 70 trace approximately 70 trace minerals liquid in a base of uh, acai berry and fulvic acid so it's not chalks or rocks um, they have they're very minute and the body can absorb them 
Liquid is important because they're typically sourced from plant-based sources deep in the earth. So we have a highly absorbable, super concentrated liquid mineral supplement that comes from ancient plant deposits deep in the earth. Okay, moving on. So not so much today or yesterday, um, but we had a lot of heat and humidity, which we have approximately one week of every other year, right? So this was, uh, I don't know, just mostly men, but quite a few of them, depression, anger, anxiety from mid-20s to mid-70s. So I recommend removing toxins, the bad stuff, and putting in more of the good stuff. And so, you know, let's get you on a, a food and supplement program. Oh, you know what then they say? This was 100% of them. They regale me with how much they work out. Okay, um, I appreciate that. But in my experience, uh, in my observations, almost every man who has worked out, gone to the gym, ran, had a stroke or a heart attack, and or was generally unhealthy. What does that say? That says, take your supplements. Millions believe depression is caused by serotonin deficiency, but there is absolutely no science in support of this theory. Here's what the, it says on TV or in the ads. Depression is a serious medical condition that may be due to a chemical imbalance and Zoloft works to correct this imbalance. That's not true. Uh, the science of psychiatry is a myth. So there was an analysis of over 14,000 patients and the head of the National Institutes of Mental Health said, quote, despite high expectations, neither genomics nor imaging has yet impacted the diagnosis or treatment of the 45 million Americans with serious or moderate mental illness each year. So, you know, to understand what imbalance is, we have to know what balance looks like. And I'm just saying that if you give yourself, your body enough of the raw materials or more than the raw materials, for instance, I'm talking about B vitamins. Oh, I forget the, the doctor's name, Russell, Dr. Russell, I forget his name. Anyway, he says, take enough B vitamins to turn your urine bright yellow. And if you do that, you're getting enough B vitamins because you're actually getting too many and your urine is um, eliminating it. So it, here are some other quotes that they have in their studies. Although it is often stated with great confidence that depressed people have a serotonin or norepinephrine deficiency, the evidence actually contradicts these claims. A serotonin deficiency for depression has not been found. So, you know, when they tell you on TV, here you go, you're making great progress with a drug, add another drug. Or if you have such terrible side effects with your drug, add another drug. Uh, anyway, uh, where there is a scientific vacuum, drug companies are happy to insert a marketing message and call it science. 
So I'm just saying that if we give our bodies the proper nutrition, you know, if you have uh, anxiety or anger or depression, you are probably lacking some um, important nutrition. Every person with depression or anxiety or, the, or fear who has come to the shop actually has not had enough good stuff and actually has had too much of the bad stuff. Okay, you know, life is uh, fraught with disappointment and loss, and, but there's nothing to be afraid of. Fear, what is fear? False evidence appearing real. But if you, um, have you ever tried kava, kava kava? It is far superior to any drug in the treatment for anxiety. And you know, um, the United States and New Zealand are the only two countries that allow direct-to-consumer marketing of psychiatric drugs. Essential oils, have you ever smelled rose essential oil, uh, orange, bergamot, or lavender? They really calm you down. Distress remedy, we sell so much distress remedy that it's actually usually empty on the shelves. Uh, neutral, calm, and anxiousless. And here's something you probably didn't think was good for anxiety. Go to cola. It's a perennial flowering plant uh, native to the Asian wetlands. It inhibit, exhibits significant anti-anxiety activity. Um, chamomile, so, you know, like Peter Rabbit, uh, chamomile tea calmed him down. And my personal favorite is passion flower. It is a natural anti-anxiety flower and people have it at their houses. You can actually plant it at your house. It's beautiful. It's very, very effective. And uh, so give it a try. So when I said to the young, depressed, angry man to be cautious of his thoughts, and think only positive thoughts. He, if he would have had a gun, I think he would have shot me. So here's the, here is the truth. Whatever you are giving your attention to is already vibrating. Everything is about vibrations and energy. And when you give your attention to it, if you maintain your focus for as little as 17 seconds, you begin to include its vibration, whatever it is, into your vibration. When you think of something you want or see something you want and you give it your attention and you say yes to it, you are including it, whatever it is, into your vibration and it into and your vibration into its vibration. Uh, when you see something you don't want and you shout no at it, you're still including it whatever it is, into your vibration. In this vibrational world, which everything is about vibrations, um, you're, you know, we're far more telepathic than verbal, so we communicate with everyone far more on a vibrational basis than on a verbal basis. And um, 
I know that's true, but if you send somebody healing energy and then ask them how they feel, a hundred percent of the time they feel so much better and they don't know why. Um, <clears throat> okay, this was just a little bit more information about the World Health Organization and COVID shots for children under 18. Um, so the World Health Organization had on their website, children should not be vaccinated for the moment. Um, there is not yet enough evidence on the use of vaccines against COVID-19 in children to make recommendations for children to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Children and adolescents tend to have milder disease compared to adults, uh, but they, you know, very disappointingly say, however, children should continue to have the recommended childhood vaccines. I don't, I don't agree with that, but I agree with the first part, but guess what? They took it down. Um, that was, so you don't have to read the World Health Organization website. Just go intuitively on how you feel. Um, <clears throat> it's not worth the risk. The Pfizer trial data on 12 to 15 year olds instills doubt. 10.7%, um, that's one in nine of the kids in the Pfizer trial re who received the injection experienced a severe adverse re event. So overall, the chances of a child under 17 contracting SARS-CoV-2 and dying from COVID-19 is one in 290,000. You know, kids recover very quickly. Um, but when, when we inject, speaking of injections, inject fear into people, like do your part, you're not doing your part, creating guilt uh, and anxiety, I think that's what causes people to get vaccines. Your body is equipped with an immune system. It's standard equipment on every person's body. Whether or not you enhance your immune system or, or depress it um, with your foods and thoughts and lack of supplements, you know, drive-through foods. It just amazes me that Chick-fil-A has a line going around the building no matter what time of day you go past. It's amazing to me. Not particularly healthy, is it? Um, okay, moving on. Some of my favorite herbs uh, fall into the pungent category or spicy. Um, so the spicy nature of like capsicum and ginger are, is due to the, these compounds which have a stimulating effect on nerve endings. The health benefits of spicy herbs is a very long one. Uh, pungent herbs tend to increase blood flow, especially improving peripheral circulation, so more blood gets to the extremities of the body. This not only helps tissues have a better supply of blood, it also raises low blood pressure or reduces high blood pressure. 
This can even help reduce and possibly reverse the formation of arterial plaque. That means that eating spicy food or taking ginger or capsicum every day or curcumin um, re will reduce your risk of heart disease. They enhance digestion. So spices stimulate the release of saliva and other digestive enzymes which enhances digestive function. So this can prevent or relieve gas and reduce intestinal inflammation and definitely help prevent small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Uh, P.S. Probiotics help reduce small intestine bacterial overgrowth. No matter how many you take, uh, way more than you think you need, they do not encourage it. Supplements do not do bad things for the body. You know what does encourage small intestine bacterial overgrowth? Eating um, cakes and steaks and pizza and ho-hos. That's what encourages small intestine bacterial overgrowth and a lot of other bad stuff. Pungent herbs are have decongestant and expectorant actions. So you know how your nose runs after you eat spicy food? Spices stimulate the secretion of mucus and help move that mucus out of the lungs and sinuses. So this makes them very helpful in relieving respiratory congestion and colds, flu, and other respiratory ailments. As they increase the flow of blood to the extremities, they spicy herbs help open up the sweat glands, which helps to cool and detoxify the body. If you're really, really, really hot, drink a cup of hot ginger tea and you'll sweat and you'll cool off. I'm not kidding, that actually really works. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting paradox. The actions of relieving congestion and promoting perspiration are reasons spices have traditionally been used in relieving acute infections, especially viral ones like colds and flu. They have direct antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. In addition, they are anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. So they'll help you grow old without aging and reduce your risk of chronic and degenerative diseases. A lot of them are pain relieving, like the combination of ginger and curcumin. All of this adds up to spicy herbs enhancing a person's general health and perhaps even one's lifespan. In a 2015 study, it was found that eating spicy food six or seven days a week lowered mortality rates from any cause by 14%. That's a very good reason to spice up your life with capsicum, ginger, garlic, cinnamon, um, horseradish, onions, black pepper, and watercress, believe it or not, is a member of the mus mustard family. Um, so it helps break down mucus in the system. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of the listeners of the podcast. Please drive east on Route 30 from 
west. <laughs> anyway, it's right before the 119 exit and look for our five billboards, five different billboards. So, or look on our Facebook page. Thank you very much. And let's all declare our independence from allopathic medicine. Take your supplements. Bye.